As has been said, uh, our pastor Drew has been taking us through a series over the last number of weeks called Come and Behold. Because over this Christmas time, things can be so, so busy that we fail to recognize the, the real reason for Christmas. And so over these past weeks, he's been encouraging us to think about Jesus, just to take time out to recognize who Jesus is and celebrate the real joy of Christmas. We'll not have a quiz because we don't have time to ask folk if they can remember what he's been teaching us over these past weeks, but he's been encouraging us, reminding us that Jesus is the promised one. Jesus didn't just come to earth by chance, but it was planned. It was all part of God's plan, and God, through his word, for centuries had told that this special child would be the Messiah, the promised one. To learn that Jesus is the divine one, fully human, but fully God. He's the guiding one. He's God with us, who guides us day by day if we take time to listen to him and follow him. And then last Sunday evening at our carol service, we were reminded how he's the one who should be celebrated because he is God the King. And this morning, we come to the, the final section. I'm the substitute today to take this, this subject up. But it's a wonderful subject as we think about Jesus, the saving one. I think my favorite verse in the Bible is the one I'm going to mention now when it relates to Jesus, the saving one. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, we've had it alluded to this morning. When Joseph had heard that that Mary was going to have a baby and and he was wondering what he was going to do, and the, the angel appeared to him and said, don't be afraid. This baby that Mary is going to have is a, is a special baby from God. And the angel said, she will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus means he's the saving one. I'm going to tell you a story now. It's not a story from the Bible. Hopefully that's okay. I'll not get kicked out for, for doing that. Um, but a little bit later, we'll bring it in and think more about what it teaches about Jesus, the saving one. Starts with uh, a husband and wife, Sean and Lucy. Um, It was Christmas time, and Sean had got all the presents that he was meant to for his wife, Lucy. He was really excited, but there was one present they hadn't got. And he he wondered what he was going to do, because Lucy and Sean love Christmas. They love decorating the house, and every year they said when they got married... Each year, we'll get each other a Christmas decoration to put up around the house. But Sean had searched hard. He'd gone to shops. He'd looked online. And he couldn't find anything that looked any different to to what they had. What was he going to do? Then one night, he he happened to go up to the the attic in the house. And he was looking for something. And he discovered a box. And he started to look, look through this box. And in the box, he saw something that he couldn't remember seeing before. It was a piece of metal, but it was beautiful. It had all sorts of detail on it. It looked like it was brass. Now, it was dirty. It had obviously been up there for a while. But I thought, you know what? If I polish that up, that would just look wonderful in the midst of our ornaments, especially on top of the shelf above the fireplace. And so that's what Sean did. He he came down that evening, he went to his garage, he got out a cloth, and he started to rub really, really hard at this 
piece of metal until it came up beautiful and shiny. And I thought, that's perfect. That's going to be brilliant in the midst of all of our decorations. And so he got some Christmas wrapping paper, wrapped it up as best as men can, and he, he placed it there below the tree, ready for Lucy on Christmas morning. And on Christmas morning, they got up and Lucy opened all her presents. She was delighted with everything. And then she came to this one, trying to guess what it was. And so she opened the the wrapping paper, took this piece of metal out and, and looked at it. She said, that's beautiful. And I think she meant it and she was really happy. That's always a good thing to hear that, that it's liked. And, but she, as she looked at it, she said, but what is it? Sean had been expecting that question. And so he, he said, well, I don't really know it. It's maybe part of an ornament or, or part of a, a tool, part of, of, of a pipe. I, I don't really, really know what it is, but I thought it would look really well on the mantelpiece in the midst of, of the, the green and red decorations, this beautiful brass piece. But still, Lucy wouldn't drop it. She said, but, but what is it? Sean got a little bit frustrated at that. And he said, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a thing. it's a thing of me, Bob. I don't know if you've ever used that word. We use that word sometimes to describe a, a thing that we, we don't have words to fully describe it or we, we don't know fully what it is. And so Lucy smiled and she said, right, that's fine. Look at to the mantelpiece, made a little bit of space in the middle of the decorations and put it there. And she said, that's where our thingamabob is going to go. And every Christmas after that, as the decorations came down and got unpacked, the thingamabob went in exactly the same place. And actually, to make it more Christmassy, they tied red and green ribbons to it as well. And when people came and they saw it, they asked, what's that? They, they liked it. It stood out in the midst of the decorations. And they said, oh, that, that's, that's our thingamabob. Christmas came round again and again, and there was one thing that Lucy really wanted for Christmas. You see, when Sean and, and Lucy got married, Lucy's parents, as a present for them, had given them a, a grandfather clock. It was actually a grandfather clock from the family that Lucy's grandfather had made. It was something that, that she had great memories of, going to her grandfather's house and, and hearing the loud tick-tock from it, hearing it chime every 15 minutes. She'd even got into trouble one time for using it, opening the door and using it as a doll's house. But, but she had so many wonderful memories of this grandfather clock. But the one thing she wished about this grandfather clock for Christmas was that it would work. Because you see, when that grandfather clock had got, got moved to their house, it, it had stopped working. Something had happened in the midst of the, the transportation of it that, that meant it, it just sat there every day, silent. And she longed for that to be working. In fact, she had phoned companies who, who fix grandfather clocks, and they had said, oh, yes, we can fix it for you, but it was going to cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds, more than they could afford. And so the clock just sat there in the hall, silent. We don't know what it looked like, but I'm sure... Each of you know what a, a grandfather clock is, but it just sat there in the wall, not, not working and silent, not the way it should be. But then a while later, really 
amazing happened. It was Christmas time again. Uh, Sean's friend Andy from work had called around, as he, as he often did. And, and when I came, he was fascinated with this grandfather clock. He looked at it. He was a bit of a handy, Andy. Um, he wanted to work at things, and, and he, would have, he knew the story of it and how much they wanted it to work. He opened the door. He had read about it. He'd, he'd pushed and pulled different things, hoping that would get it going, but it never did. So anyway, this Christmas time when Andy was in the house, Lucy was unpacking all the decorations, getting everything out perfectly. The guys were talking while she was getting on with that. And then all of a sudden, she produces this piece of metal, the thingamabob, puts it on the mantelpiece in its normal place. A little while later, Andy noticed it and he said, what's that? And they both looked at each other and smiled and said together, that's our thingamabob. And Andy said, can I have a look at it? And he he took it and he, he looked closely. And he thought, and he said to Sean, can I, can I use this? Might get a little bit scraped. And Sean looked puzzled at him and said, yes, of course. He said, come here, Sean, give me a hand with this. Would you help me to put the grandfather clock on its side? And, and they did. He opened the door and started to work inside it. And the thingamabob never went back onto the mantelpiece again because that thingamabob was actually a piece that that clock required to make it work. Obviously, in moving the transportation, something had fallen out. It had got put in the box, put in the attic, and here now, the clock was finally working. All thanks to the thingamabob. I think about that story. Yes, there's a, a Christmas theme through it, but, but it's a bit more than the decorations, more than the presents, because as we think about that thingamabob that was brought out of the box once a year, Sometimes people treat Jesus like that when it comes to Christmas. Sometimes we come to to carol services, to to nativity services, maybe even have a little nativity scene we we put out of a box and, and put it up in our house. But that's the only time of the year we think about Jesus. We don't come and behold him throughout the year thinking who he truly is. Because we're so busy, we have so much going on, and when Christmas is then we pack, if you like, Jesus up in a box again and we don't think about him to next year. You see, in, in life, if we think about that grandfather clock, many of us, we're all just like that grandfather clock. We might look good. People might admire us. But the Bible tells us that because of, of sin, we're all broken. We're all hopeless before God. See, all of us do sin, whether it's in our thoughts and the things that we say or the things that we do. Many things aren't pleasing to God. And the Bible tells us that sin separates us from God because God is perfect. He can have nothing to do with sin and sin must be punished. He can't turn a blind eye to sin. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. The Bible says what we deserve, the wages we deserve, no matter how good we are, we think we are, no matter how good we try to be, we still can't reach God's perfect standard because of our sin. And because of that, we deserve death. Death that separates us from everything that we we can enjoy of God. And that's a really bleak 
picture. But that's why Christmas is such good news. Because Christmas points us to the same. You see, Romans 6 and 23 says, yes, the wages of sin is death. But that's not where it ends. Because it continues. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus came into this world to make us new. Jesus is the way to be accepted by God. We've been thinking this morning, yes, he was born as a baby in Bethlehem, but we, we can't leave him as a baby in Bethlehem because he grew to be a boy. And then he grew to be a man. He was fully human, just like, like each of us here today, but with one main difference. Jesus never sinned. He always did what was pleasing to God. But we're told that perfect one, as a man would go to the cross, there he would die, not because, of he'd, not because he'd done anything wrong, but there on the cross, he took the punishment for my sin and for your sin from God. He died, but the great news is that on the third day, he rose again. God had accepted his death as payment for our sin. And because of that, he offers forgiveness of sin. He offers the gift of not of death, but of eternal life to all who trust him. You see, Jesus is the saving one. He's the one who came to rescue us. He's the one who came to restore us, to give us hope and true life. So over this Christmas time, as we're giving and thinking about all sorts of things and having lots of fun, will you take time to come and behold him? To come and see who Jesus truly is? And if you're a, a Christian, if you've asked Jesus to forgive you for your sins, will you take time to, to thank him? Will you take time to allow him to be in your life, to lead you and guide you, to follow him as you read his word and listen to what he says? What a good time at Christmas to give thanks for him, but not just at Christmas throughout the whole year, but maybe you're here and you haven't asked Jesus to forgive you for your sins. I wonder, will you consider Jesus? Will you take time to think about him? Maybe take Time to listen to some of Drew's sermons online for the past few weeks. And, and rather than like the grandfather clock being a focus and, and thinking what people think about you and maybe admire how you look, think about how God thinks about you. Think about how much he loves you. That Jesus came to this earth not to condemn us, but to give us life so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have the gift of eternal life. At this Christmas, let's remember Jesus. One who was given the name Jesus. Why? Because he's the saving one. He's the one who'll save his people from their sins. And so this Christmas, will you take time to come and behold him? In the midst of the busyness, to think and remember that Jesus is the promised one. He's the divine one. He's the guiding one. He's the celebrated one, and he's the saving one. And come and worship him. Let me pray for us. Father, we want to thank you for Jesus, our Savior. We thank you for 
the message of that that has, has gone throughout our service here today. We pray, Lord, that, that as we've considered the account of, of Jesus' birth, that it wouldn't just be a story for us to put away after Christmas and forget about until next year, but rather, Lord, as we've been thinking that we would come and see, that we would come and think about who Jesus is and respond to him in the right way. We thank you that we know we don't deserve your love. We know we don't deserve your forgiveness, but we thank you that you do love us. We thank you that you've given your life for us, Jesus. And I pray that each of us listening today would know the reality of that in our lives and be able to rejoice, not just at Christmas, but indeed throughout the whole year, trusting you to work within us and lead us day by day, whatever we face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.